Welcome to Love and Money, the internet television show of Prosperity ULLC, where we discuss what's happening, what's happening to us, and what can we do about it. Now available on Spotify. In this episode, we will discuss the Uvalde shooting, Ray Liotta's passing, and loving the lie. Join our new Patreon to receive free merchandise, books, and consultation from Prosperity ULLC. And if you appreciate the show, go ahead and show it in Cash App at dollar sign Prosperity ULLC. But before we go in, let's take a moment to invest in the brand. Visit ProsperUnlimited.com and click travel to book your next vacation. best practices, Lieutenant, call for officers to disable a shooter as quickly as possible, regardless of how many officers are actually on site. Correct. The active shooter situation, you want to stop the killing, you want to preserve life. But also, one thing that, of course, the American people need to understand is that officers are making entry into this building. Uh, they do not know where the gunman is. Uh, they are hearing gunshots. They are they are receiving gunshots. At that point, if they if they proceeded any further, not knowing where this suspect was at, um, they could have been shot. They could have been killed. And at that point, that gunman would have the opportunity to kill other people inside that school. So they were able to contain that gunman inside that classroom, uh, so that he was not able to go to any other portions of the school to commit any other killings. Welcome to our temperature check segment where we discuss current events. Uvalde police explain weekly waiting a whole hour to help victims. The Uvalde, Texas mass shooting at Robb Elementary School is still heavy on the hearts and minds of the nation. The grieving and pain is very fresh. Hold up before I begin, before I go in, um, let's not let this news drown out the uh, also recent news of the Buffalo shooting of the racist uh, kid uh, um, putting on high-grade military gear to kill 10 innocent unarmed uh, 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 people in a grocery store for, for, for who had done nothing to anyone like like let's just let's not let the news drown that out all right let's let's keep in mind the Buffalo shooting and the fact that he killed 10 people but was only counted on one account of murder but but anyway 
Um, the Evaldi, Texas, Texas mass shooting at Robb Elementary School is still heavy on the hearts and minds of the nation. The grieving and pain is very fresh. And while the hearts and minds of the... Uh, and while the family, friends, and neighbors of the deceased are processing what just took place before their eyes, the public is getting more information on the other tragedy that took place that bloody afternoon. The Uvalde police waited one hour before stopping mass shoot the mass shooter out of fear. Well, this is an, an opinionated uh, um, journalist, uh, to, to say the least. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think... I think any of us can draw that resolution or deduction or conclusion. Uh, according to Yahoo News, Lieutenant Chris Olivares is explaining what happened, what appears to everyone else like egregious cowardice. Quote, the active shooter situation, uh, the active shooter situation, you want to stop the killing, you want to preserve life. But also one thing that, of course, the American people need to understand that officers are making entry into this building. They do not know where the gunman is. They are, are hearing gunshots. They are receiving gunshots. At that point, if they proceeded any further, not knowing where the suspect was at, they could have been shot. They could have been killed. And, uh, and that gunman would have an opportunity to kill other people inside that school. Uh, this lack of action has become a very hot button in the aftermath of this, of the shooting and parents like Angeli Rose Gomez are recounting some very disturbing details of how the police behaved. Gomez says, quote, the police were doing nothing. They were just standing outside the fence. They weren't. Uh, they weren't going in there or running anywhere. Um, I've been hearing the prolific story, um, horrific stories of, you know, children trying to smother themselves with the other children's blood to play dead. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this is, this is sick. Um, it's sick and it's wrong. And like, you know, why do innocent people anyway, anyway, but th this such is life, right? Um, it makes more sense when animals kill each other, right? You know, it's it's nature, survival. But when, when people, it's just uh, sentient beings, right? Um, let me get comfortable so I can uh, dig into this one. Because, okay, yeah, the police, the police, it, it was a lack, it was a dereliction of duty, point blank period. Um, I saw some of the news footage a lot of those officers were like were heavily armed they were vested up helmeted up you know they had comms you know what i'm saying um i'm pretty sure a lot of those guys are militarily have military backgrounds you know what i'm saying um they probably understand room clearing and uh urban entry you know what i'm saying all those kind of things um now, my personal experiences, I'm, I'm not going to delve into my past, but, you know, I've had some training, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I do have a, 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 an understanding of these kind of situations, you know, and I've been in uh, not necessarily this kind of situation, but I've been in some hostile situations involving gunfire. So, so, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to be, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a Rambo. I'm not, I'm no Rambo by, by any means whatsoever. I'm, I am so the Clark Kent that everybody loves, you know what I mean? But okay. You're approaching a school building.
Now, now, first, let me let me break it to let me go from the staff and then go to the police, because I'm knowledgeable in both of these aspects in edu- in the education realm, as well as in law enforcement and military. Um, first of all, wh- where is the principal? I don't even know what the principal looks like. I saw all sorts of all sorts of law enforcement personnel speaking on this situation. I, who, who's the principal? Who's the principal? Where was he? Was he in the building that day? You know what I'm saying? And then not only that, where's the um, where's the security guard or, or a security resource officer that, that's on duty? Um, to my knowledge, from what was worded to me, that, he, uh, that, that officer was not there that particular day. Okay, cool. But the, most of the administration, the, the educational administration staff in most school systems, they have comms with each other. You know what I'm saying? They 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 have walkie talkies and things like that. They commute, they communicate. Um, I'm not too sure on the elementary school level how that works, but most of the time they have communications, direct communications, in, intranet communications with between each other. Um, let alone, not only that, it's a school full of kids. I know there are a lot of elementary. I don't know what the status or the economic status of those children were, but. In most, even as much as elementary school, definitely in middle school, but in elementary school settings, some kids have phones. Some kids, kids as as young as fourth grade are getting phones. You know what I'm saying? The the kids, so so some of the kids have phones, the teachers have phones. If they're in lockdown in those classrooms, you know what I'm saying? They're probably communicating uh, uh, to uh, to each other via social media. Like, yo, what's, because... Yeah, they're communicating to each other via social media. You see what I'm saying? So somebody must have got word somewhere through somebody's timeline of what classroom was being shot up. You know what I'm saying? What hallway they're on, what floor they're on, something. You know what I mean? Where was the principal? And then the principal should be in direct contact with law enforcement. You know what I'm saying? Okay, there's gunfire in this part of the building. Now, let's get to the law enforcement. Like, okay, you're approaching this building. First thing you do, set up a perimeter. The principal should know, the principal is not only responsible for the students, staff, and faculty, um, but he's also responsible for the actual brick and mortar of the building. You know what I mean? So, the principal knows every point of entry. He knows every uh, fire safety exit routes and whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, up to this point, we're in we're in May. As I'm recording this, we're in May. This happens in May. There should have been several lockdown drills. This, this is just basic protocol. You know what I'm saying? Lockdown drills, fire drills that have gone on all throughout the year up to this point. The like like. Yeah, this should, this should have so so. I mean, and and to my knowledge, the gunman was only able to fire upon one classroom. I think that's what I'm assuming. I may be wrong. Um, yeah, he was only able so so. I guess so. Everyone, you know, stealthily went into lockdown at some at, at some point. I'm I'm assuming. I may be wrong. Um, but yeah, you approach a building, set up an entry get on get on comms you, you were out there for an hour 
somebody heard gunshots. Somebody must have heard gunshots at some point in the building, some, somewhere in the building. And then squeeze, squeeze the, the man, get, get some men on the rooftop, get a couple of guys on the rooftop on, on you know what I'm saying, Cer- having like a certain scope of view. If you know, if the guy maybe runs out the building, you can see where he, which way he went. Get on comms and then have have them pursue him in that direction. Like, yeah, like this could and and then whatever wherever they hear the gunshots, they could have the officers approaching. You know what I'm saying? From the other part of the other side of the building. You know what I mean? And then while those officers are entering, they're exiting the other the other kids out to safety. Like. I don't know. That's that's just that's just I may I may be wrong. I may be completely off, but it just it just yeah, yeah. Like I don't even blame law enforcement. I blame the principal. Cuz why cuz the only way law enforcement see uh, um the the Bible says people perish for a lack of knowledge. And people fear what they don't know. So a lack of knowledge breeds fear. So the only reason that the law enforcement was able to sit on their hands for a whole entire hour while children were dying, you know what I'm saying, is simply because they didn't know the the escape of the building. They didn't know the the uh, the, the, the and they had no communication with uh, uh with the administration. There was no uh, yeah because I know in most school systems administration works very closely with law enforcement you know what i'm saying for the safety of the schools of the school building and so if the officers had no like the officers had no clue where the shots were coming from and suppose supposedly they were being shot at okay if you're being shot at you're being shot at from a particular direction then you miss you must have known where the shots were coming from that can clue you in and then you have all this equipment. You could have you could have tear gassed it, smoked it out. You see what I'm saying? And then sent your men in. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna t- you, you. These men are sworn. They know that they're gonna get casualties. You know what I'm saying? Entering into a hostile environment. It's it's particularly a war zone. Find where the shots are coming from. Set up a perimeter. Evacuate the students to safety. And then go in and and you know denutralize the threat. But oh well, oh well. Bulletproof backpack sales have reportedly skyrocketed following uh, the Uvalde mass shooting. As the nation continues to process the absolutely heartbreaking tragedy in Uvalde, Texas, um, that claimed the lives of 21 people, parents are understandably on high alert in an effort to ensure their children's safety and that includes the use of bulletproof backpacks according to new reports sales of bulletproof backpacks across the country have skyrocketed within the last 48 hours um with some companies seeing an 800 percent increase in merchandise sales um mike dig did Deguse, uh, a former Secret Service agent and CEO founder of Leatherback Gear, says the following says that following the mass shooting in Texas earlier this week at a local elementary school, his company has seen an 800 percent increase in sales of its bulletproof backpacks. The backpacks from 
uh, leatherback gear reportedly provide the same amount of bulletproof armor used when Deguse was protecting former presidents Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, Barack Obama, and Donald Trump. The particular bulletproof backpack model is that is selling the most is the Sport One, Sport One Junior, which retails for two hundred and fifty dollars. It creates a bulletproof vest in mere seconds by separating into two pieces that cover the front and back of the user, uh, which Deguse says uh, was specifically designed for an active sh for active shooting incidents. However, that's not the only company seeing a recent spike in sales as Tuffy Packs, <clears throat> T-U-F-F-Y Packs, um, which also has a line of bulletproof backpacks uh, that feature armor inserts reports its company recently noticed a 300% increase in sales. So that's Tuffy Packs. And what's the other one? Uh, leatherback Gear. Leatherback and Tuffy Packs. Tuffy Packs owner Steve Nearmore revealed that this Texas-based company works with various school districts throughout the state, but unfortunately that does not include the Uvalde district that is home to Robb Elementary School here where 19 students and two teachers were shot and killed by 18-year-old. What is it with these young kids running around shooting innocent people? What is this? Uh, Salvador Ramos. Additionally, other manufacturers of bulletproof backpacks sold at popular retailers such as Lowe's and Dick's Sporting Goods say the customer demand for their products has increased as well. Um, one thing um, about backpacks, backpacks are kind of outlawed in classrooms uh, amongst education staff because it's, it's, it provides another safety issue. Um, you know, there is an, there's also an issue of kids bringing guns to school, um, not just schools getting shot up. So, so yeah, um, so backpacks are kind of ordered to be put in lockers or set outside the classroom. Um, so I don't know, that might be a conflict. You know, some parents are that scared. Well, they'll say, I don't care what your, uh, uh, regulations are. I want my student to have his, his backpack, um, in, with him at all times and then you know there may be a, a some sort of excuse policy or or sanction in place where the the school system may say okay if your child has a bulletproof backpack they can keep it in, <laughs> they can keep it on them at all times <laughs> so if you want to be at lunch with your backpack on sure do you do the fuck you um I mean, they're not cheap. They're not cheap. And, you know, um, you know, school supplies are hard enough to come by, you know, for some parents. So, hey, if if you can afford a bulletproof backpack for your child and, and you're willing to go that extra mile, then um, I have no qualms <laughs> with that, you know. But uh, but yeah, yeah, this, you know, leatherback and toughy packs. Yeah. Uh, do your thing and sell out the stores, man. Actor Ray Liotta passes away at 67 while sleeping. Uh, sad news to report, it has just been confirmed that famed actor Ray Liotta, best known for his role in the 1990 film classic Goodfellas, has passed away at the age of 67. 
Uh, we want to send our thoughts and prayers to his loved ones during this difficult time. Aww. Ray Liotta was found dead in his sleep, his publicist confirms, while shooting a new movie in the Dominican Republic titled J Dangerous Waters. He leaves behind his daughter, Carson, and fiance, <clears throat> uh, JC Nitolo, uh, being in the entertainment industry for more than 40 years. Ray Liotta has dozens of film roles under his belt. However, his most famous and career-defining role is that of the character Henry Hill in the Martin Scorsese Oscar-winning mob drama Goodfellas, which was based on a true story. Um, according to reports, he was in the middle of multiple projects, including the film Cocaine Bear from actress-director Elizabeth Banks that was recently completed and was also set to star alongside Demi Moore in The, in, uh, the Substance. Um, but sadly, that project will now have to be uh, recast or put on hold. Additionally, Ray Liotta was, had joined, forced, joined forces with the A&E Network to act as an executive producer on the docuseries Five Families about the dramatic rise and fall of the New York Mafia's most infamous figures, the Genovese, Gambino, Bonanno, Colombo, and Lucchese crime families. Aren't there enough documentaries on these, on these mob families? Like, come on. As of now, there has been no further news regarding his his cause of death, um, and no one from his family has spoken out about the tragic loss. As details are still scarce. Um, I mean, I mean, he lived a great life. 67. 67 isn't that old. It's old, but it's not that old. Um, but if you make it to sixty-seven, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you've seen a lot. You've done a lot. Especially a guy like Ray Liotta. You know what I'm saying? Um, he also played the dad in, um, the movie, the legendary movie blow with Johnny Depp. Um, he played Johnny Depp's dad. I thought, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, like he, he's, he's such a handsome dude, man. He's such a handsome dude. Like just in, in, in an endearing, an endearing guy, you know what I mean? And like, you can't you, i mean with, with 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 a face like his you can't not like him you know what i'm saying unless he's like a real like super straight up prick but yeah i mean like he's such an endearing endearing guy you know um and yeah he lived a great life that legendary movie role in goodfellas everybody loved that role um that he played in that movie you know <laughs> um and, and like it, it made like he didn't seem like, he, he seemed like a nice guy around a bunch of Hey, if you see something, share something. Don't be afraid, share this episode. Subscribe, like, and share. Thank you. Gangsters, you know what I'm saying? They made, they made everybody else around him look like gangsters. You know, De Niro, Pacino, I mean, no, no, not Pacino. Um, what's the guy's name? Pesci, De Niro and Pesci. And all the other guys, they made everybody else around him look like gangsters. <laughs> it made him look like, you know, just this sweet, nice guy. But he was, yeah, he he was gangster. He, oh shit, yeah, he was gangster as fuck. Um, but but yeah, yeah. And then and then the story was set in Brooklyn. Hello, uh, this was before black people moved to Brooklyn. <laughs> but the, but the, and, and then and then you know it's funny. Um, you know the history of Brooklyn.
you know, um, you know, of course, when the black people started moving in, the white folks started moving out, but there was still a lot of white folks still occupying a lot of parts of Brooklyn. Um, mainly like the East Flatbush, East New York. A lot of people don't know. There are a lot of, there are a lot of, um, old school white families that still occupy those areas in the, in those homes out there. Um, and then mainly you have Fort Hamilton, um, Fort Hamilton, whatchamacallit, um, Bensonhurst, you know what I mean? And then, you know, on the border of Brooklyn and Queens, you got the Reese Beach area, you know? Well, a lot of those, uh, um, and then, you know, of course, you know, those Italians and those um, Eastern European families, oh, and Sheepshead Bay, there's a, you know, there's a lot of that presence in Sheepshead Bay. Um, well, you know, and, and a lot of them, they lived in the projects, ironically, back in the uh, 50s, 60s, and 70s. Um, I remember, uh, not to go off on a tangent, <laughs> but I was in a Facebook group with a lot of the alumni from my high school in Sheepshead Bay. And um, these were like old school Italians from the 70s. They attended the school in the 70s. I graduated in the 2000s, not to age myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But some of these people graduated in the 70s and they uh, talked about race riots between uh, the whites and the blacks in the, in, the lunch, in, the cafe, in the lunchroom cafeteria and whatnot. You know what I mean? Um, and, and it's funny because uh, a lot of them weren't like really white, white. A lot of them were like Polish and Italian based. I mean, they were white, but they were mainly a Polish and Italian. Um, and people don't realize how racist New York used to be. Um, but it was crazy and, and, and still is, still is for the, for the most part, even with all the gentrification. But it's, it's mainly so, it was so racist because it was so integrated and people were just clamoring for their own space, really. You know what I'm saying? I don't even want to get on Staten Island. But, um, but yeah, you know, you know, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I digress. Uh, shout out to Ray Liotta. May he rest in peace. Um, great actor. Great actor. Like, like nobody, no one really cares for his other movie roles aside from Goodfellas. But he's still a great actor. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to Ray Liotta. Lakers hired Darvin Ham as new head coach. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers have hired Darvin Ham, a former NBA role player and current assistant coach with the Milwaukee Bucks, to be the next head coach of the storied fan franchise. The hire was first reported by ESPN's Adrian Ham, who won a title last season with the Bucks, was among the three coaches reported to have gotten second interviews with the team which uh, fired former head coach Frank Vogel last month. The other two were Golden State Warriors assistant Kenny Atkinson and former Portland Trailblazers coach Terry Stotts. Ham emerged as the winner and now has a big task ahead of him to lead the most decorated team in NBA history back to glory as it appears to be in shambles and to do it before its aging superstar LeBron James hangs him up. The Lakers fired Vogel uh, following a disappointing campaign in which the squad went 33-49 and 49 and finished 11th in the NBA's Western Conference. The organization built a team around James that included superstars still in their prime, 
in Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis, along with other aging legends in Dwight Howard and Carmelo Anthony. Uh, but with the team, but the team never gelled. With James and Davis often hobbled by injury on their way to missing the playoffs, the Lakers are only two seasons removed from their last chip when they won it uh, all in the playoff quote unquote bubble in the of the pandemic shortened season 2019 to 2020 campaign. But that was James's only title since winning winning one with the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2016, and the Lakers. The Lakers only won since the late Kobe Bryant led them to one in 2010. The idea behind acquiring James's, James was for both he uh, and the Lakers to win multiple championships in, in what may be his last NBA stop before retirement, a goal that hasn't come to pass. Um, people are people like jokingly call LeBron like a. Uh, the GM, the co-GM of the Lakers. <laughs> um, but when you're, when you're like, when you're one of, you know, historically, you know, currently, current historically the best player in the league, um, you kind of have that kind of pull, you know? Um, but yeah, the, the roster is way too loaded for them. But then, the, but that's, first of all, that is the thing. The what back when they were called the Washington Redskins, they tried this in the early 2000s. They had so many, they had Bruce Smith, they had Deion Sanders, they had all of these legends on the team, and they couldn't do a thing. <laughs> they couldn't do a thing, you know what I mean? Uh, I think Daryl Green came back, I think, or he stayed or he stuck around for a little while. Like, it was, it was, it was a retirement team, you could call them that, you know what I mean? Um. Yeah, you could look look them up look them look them up in the history books. But yeah, that team didn't do anything. I think it was like the 2002 season. Yeah, they didn't do anything that year. It was terrible. So um, when you have you can't. It's so hard. It, it takes so much longer for a team with that many superstars to gel. You know what I'm saying? With that many egos, those, that many divas to gel. Um, Darvin, you know, and so you would think. Um, you know, them hiring a new head coach, you know, is it a big deal for a team like this? Yes. When you have the best player in the league and you have some of the most high priced players in the league on your team, then yes, it is a big deal, whoever the head coach may be. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what happens, but you know, the, the West isn't what it used to be. A lot of the good good players on the West have migrated to the East. You know what I'm saying? And the East is a dogfight. You know what I mean? Um, uh, just just in, like it just exist. Like no one really paid attention as much attention to the playoff competitions on the West bracket as they did to the East bracket. You know what I mean? There are so many stories going on on the East right now, um, and it's it's compelling and it's com compelling to see Miami rising above through it all um let me look at the bracket real quick hold on bear with me one sec i just want to take a look at the bracket because last time i checked miami and boston were neck and neck as i'm recording this um well let me just uh nba nba playoff brackets let's let's go
Let's go. Where is that? All right. Let's see. Let's see. All right. So where we at with it? Okay. So <laughs> Golden State beat Dallas. All right. And and then, yeah, it's, it's, uh, there there aren't that many shoe-ins for the championship on the West Coast as there are um, for the East Coast. There were so many contenders, especially in that uh, semifinal of the conference. Was it the conference finals? The semi uh, that semifinal bracket as long no well the conference final bracket it was Miami and Philly and then Milwaukee and Boston that was way up in the air like any one of those teams could have been championship contenders um, unlike the West Coast so you know as, if the Lakers can really get it together as long as they can at least make the playoffs LeBron knows what he's doing you know what I'm saying and he knows that if they could have just at least made the playoffs they would have been championship contenders. Especially with a with a roster like they had, you know, so getting them to gel that's the big thing. You know what I'm saying? Like none of those guys are hungry. I think that's what it is. When those when you have superstars like that on your team, it's hard to find a hungry superstar. You know what I mean? Um, and you know the off the court lifestyle does play a part. You know what I'm saying? When you know you're when you know you're set for life, when you don't have to worry about when you know you know. Your only friends are your accountant and your lawyer. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, what are you playing for at this point? You know, um, so it's really hard. It's So they're either playing for pride or playing for respect, which is pretty much go hand in hand. Or, you know, they're just playing for fun. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. Yeah, but I'd like to see um, Miami and Boston are tied. If you're a gambling man, I'd hate to see what your bets look like because that's up in the air. Colin Kaepernick lands a workout with the Las Vegas Raiders. After Mark Davis, owner of the Las Vegas Raiders, stated he would give Colin Kaepernick a chance to play on his team, it appears that Kaepernick may be one step closer to getting back into the NFL. According to TMZ, Kaepernick landed a workout with the Raiders that is scheduled to take place this week. Uh, the site also <laughs> the site also says that the 34-year-old has increased his workouts for his upcoming event with the team. Now, 34-year-old, 34 years old is fairly old in, in, in the NFL, but at the quarterback position, per se, specifically, it's not that old. Um, the former quarterback hasn't played professional football in for six years. As you know, uh, Colin Kaepernick last played with the 49ers after six seasons with the team. In 2016, he decided to kneel at the 49ers and Green Bay Packers game to protest police brutality and the injustices of minorities. Many viewed his act of kneeling as a disrespect and others, especially black people, supported his stance. Eventually, the 49ers released Kaepernick from the team. In 2017, Kaepernick filed a grievance um, against the NFL under the collective bargaining agreement. He alleged collusion against signing him to an NFL contract, ASPN reports. A settlement was reached in 2019 and a non-disclosure agreement is in place. So if everybody if anybody remembers the uh media hailstorm that surrounded uh, Colin Kaepernick um you know he, he brought so much media to him to media attention to him that no team wanted to be bothered with him for a long time 
You know what I mean? Um, they didn't want that that kind of smoke. Um, f- f- sports and football has kind of has like I said this before. Sports and football has kind of been the last bastion of um, of uh, racial. Um, I don't I don't know which what's the word. Uh, it has it's been a it's been a safe haven from racial drama in America. You know what I'm saying? It's, football has kind of been, you know, what I'm saying America's game, even though it's mainly heavily supported by conservative, you know, what I'm saying white middle America, and so but it's the players are mainly black, are pop, um, 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 predominantly black. The population of players are predominantly black. So how that that's. That kind of so his his protest kind of signified the irony and hypocrisy in American sports and entertainment, where you know these people of a different skin, skin complexion are good enough to entertain you, but not good enough to care for their rights and stuff like that. And and I loved it because for the first time that section of America was forced. To, to to be aware and to consider other people people who don't look like them you know what i'm saying and that's the hardest thing for a lot of people to do i you know people like to throw around the term narcissist it, it's it's so comforting and freeing to just throw that term just so loosely and especially if you're not a medical or psychological professional right um but i do i do feel like Many of us are narcissistic. I think almost all of us are narcissistic in some way, shape, or form about something. You know what I mean? I think I think that's what needs to be um, normalized, as they say. Um, it's easy for us to compartmentalize certain issues within society and be uh, and ha- and have and be very callous and capricious about certain issues in society. Um, many of us have a, a sort of disdain for certain, certain things. Like, like I hate cigarette smokers. I hate, I hate you. If you smoke cigarettes, I hate you. Yeah. Um, you're, you're a piece of shit to me. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's, that's my personal preference. So you could call me narcissistic towards (laughs) cigarette smokers and not because I have a hatred for them, but I can be callous and in, and sort of indifferent towards them and be a, just a straight up jerk towards cigarette smokers you know what i mean so i digress but um you know kaepernick is good you know what i'm saying financially um he he made a settlement with the nfl he got some money from nike and then he had a, a career in the nfl up to a certain point you know what i'm saying i think financially he, if, as long as he stays within his means he, he'll, he'll be all right, you know, uh, it's just, you know, he just wants to play. He just wants to come back and, you know, and have something to do. <laughs> You'd be surprised. A lot of these professional athletes, they've worked so hard to get to where they at. They haven't had the time to invest in any other craft. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's very, it's kind of sad when you think about it. It's kind of sad when you think about it. Um, some of these guys, they they go they go pro without a college degree. They go to college just to go pro. 
And it's it's sad when a lot of guys they enter the pros or not not enter the pros, they they try to get drafted and then end up dropping and then if they don't get drafted, they just drop out of college. Because I think it's something uh, something to do with their scholarship. Whereas if you enter the draft, you you void your scholarship. The NCAA cannot uh, give you your scholarship anymore. So, so yeah. So if you don't go pro, if you know what I'm saying, you have to. You, you pretty much have to drop out of school. You know what I'm saying, or just pay out of pocket. You know what I mean. And like that's <laughs> that kind of gamble is tough. That's tough. Like, I, yeah, it, it's it's tough. And so, so yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, these guys, they, they really, you know, especially if they've, they've gone pro and been pro for some time, they really haven't had the time to invest in anything else. You know what I mean? And so, so, so yeah, I'd like to see where, where Kaepernick goes with this. I'd like to see him come out of this, uh, um, in a, in a bright light, you know what I mean? Um, because, because that part of America you know what I'm saying? Has has really painted him in an ugly picture, and and uh, and we need to we need to uh, to to embrace his talent because he is talented. He is talented, and we know what he can do. And I think that wife of his, he needs to just either put a muzzle on her or divorce her because she she's she's hurting his image very much. So, all right, boys and girls. You know what time it is. That's right. It's time for the internet to internet. Get your popcorn ready. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. If you'd like to watch the internet internet, click the link in the description. Visit prosperunlimited.com and click travel to book your next vacation. Welcome to our main course segment where we discuss life and love. So I posted a meme on my Facebook uh, and it's kind of taken, it's it, it, it's taken my social, my, my Facebook timeline by storm. Um, my, uh, my, whatchamacallit, my Instagram, they're not too vocal over there. 
they're not too vocal they're not too participative over there as much as they are on facebook and I don't know what it is about the algorithms and my timeline, but every now and again, I may post something that will just catch on like wildfire. You know what I mean? But uh, people, uh, uh, so I posted this meme, it, it, it says, and, and I made sure to put the gentleman who posted it on their Twitter uh, in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the photo, in the meme. You know what I'm saying? Just so that they know this is not my words. This isn't my personal quote quotations and things you know what i'm saying just like so don't kill the messenger but the uh the meme or the the post goes it says and it has a picture of you know kevin samuels on the left and Derek jackson on the right and it kind of juxtaposes the two and this is a this is a kind of compute computer peculiar juxt juxtaposition you know what i'm saying it's kind of it's a little like like oh i never looked at it that way or you know what that he, he or she has a point you know what i'm saying like like but let me, let me read it ladies next time you ask why guys lie to women look at kevin samuels and look at Derek jackson's for Derek jackson for the answer one told you the truth so you could improve yourself and you hated him for it the other lied to you and lived a double triple life <laughs> <laughs> and you loved him for it. <laughs> make it make sense. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Yes. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Um, so, so yeah, one was outed. Um, one was outed and the other, uh, the other wasn't. Um, what are their legacies? Um, one, one was one's legacy is a fraud. Um, Derek Jackson will always be known as a fraud. You know what I'm saying? Um, he made millions of dollars telling women what they want to hear, <laughs> and keeping them, for, uh, and keeping some women from slitting their throats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, Kevin Samuel's legacy will be a man. He he he'll have a legacy of dying alone. <laughs> <laughs> from his famous one of his famous quotes buy a dog and die alone right and that's exactly what he did he didn't buy a dog but he definitely died alone or he didn't necessarily die alone exactly but he didn't die with his wife by his side right um now i think uh if if you you could you could use that shade if you want you know what I'm saying? But I don't think this was a man who really wanted to be married. I think he tried it and and he realized it wasn't for him. But he see but he's he so starkly and um harkingly sees the disparaging statistics and uh, uh the 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 landscape of the black community to where he needs he needed to call it out on the behalf of others, not so much himself. You know, um, like I said, people love to listen to the messenger and not the message. And so everyone wanted to, you know, throw shade on his life and say, well, are you married? Are you married? And like, I just, I just really hate that about black people. Cause I, 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 don't, I typically only see that with black people. The minute, like the minute you try to, you, you try to teach a black person how to make a cheeseburger. And they're like, well, do you eat cheeseburgers? 
You try to teach me how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Do you eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? No, shut the fuck up and just take the information. Take the knowledge. Knowledge, there's no package to knowledge. It, you know what I'm saying? The people perish for a lack of knowledge. Amen, amen. <laughs> uh, black people perish for a lack of knowledge. Black people perish for a reluctancy to humble themselves and receive knowledge. Amen. The fuck. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, listen, I, I feel the smoke too. The smoke comes my way too. And just little old me, little old humble me, the smoke comes my way too. Um, I, I used to get that all the time. Like, like, what you doing? You trying to teach me this? What you, what you doing? And I used to tell people, my thing was when people would ask me, like, if I were to try to teach you how to put together a Lego skyscraper and you, and you would ask me, well, do you have Lego skyscrapers at your house? You know what I'm saying? My first thing would be, well, are you looking for an excuse not to listen to me? <laughs> Bingo. And it would shut them up quick, fast. You know what I'm saying? Quick, fast. Because that's ultimately what you're asking me there for. You looking for an excuse to listen to the messenger and not the message. You want an excuse not to listen to me. Because if I were to tell you that, no, I do not have any Lego skyscrapers at my home, you would, you would, you would tune me out and walk off. You know what I'm saying? You like black. Why do black people? Why can't you tell black people anything? And I think that comes from an inferiority complex that most black people have within society where they don't feel like they're good enough and then they feel like everyone else is better than them. So when someone comes to tell them something or teach them something, they, they immediately get insecure. You know what I mean? Um, and that keeps you stupid. That keeps you stupid. You know what I'm saying? We're all stupid at some point and we, we have, we learn as we grow. But if you don't learn, you don't grow. Anyway, I'm preaching. I'm preaching. I need to stop. So yeah, you could you could throw shade at, at um, Kevin Samuels and say that he died alone, but he didn't necessarily die alone alone. I mean, shit, <laughs> the woman that he died with on top of me. <laughs> shit, have you seen her? Okay, all right. I mean, if, if anybody, if, if you were to compare him to, to Derek Jackson, I would say that Kevin Samuels practiced what he preached. <laughs> You know, I mean, they say she was a, a BBW, but I'm, but like, it's disparaging. Like some of the photos, some of the photos were photoshopped, <laughs> like, like, because I saw some photo, I saw uh, some publication put up a photo of her and she looked different from what was circulating on the social medias. Okay. So, so like, huh, what? Like, yeah, but no one can say she was ugly. No one can say she was out of shape. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, no one can say she was. Yeah. Anyway, so if I want to die, if I'm gonna die alone with her, that doesn't seem so bad. On top of me. <laughs> um. One somebody in the comment uh, on on my Facebook post, somebody in the comments said, uh, "One disrespected men, the other disrespected women." I thought that was pretty poignant. Um. Yeah, Derek Jackson disrespected men. It's a disrespect to men when you're when you're a man and you're doing the things that you condemn other men about and making millions of dollars off of it and, and lying to these women. That's a disrespect to men. And men were calling it out from the heavens, <laughs> from the mountaintop. They were like, yo, this dude is a fraud. Ladies, hello. Hello. He is a fraud. 
And they were just like, nope, nope. I want to live in my fantasy. I want to. I, I want my fairy tale. Nope, nope. I want him to tell me what I want to hear. Nope, and make me feel good. Yes, please, please, please. Mm -hmm. I feel good. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> if there's anything a woman hates more, it's reality. Because when it, when your dreams come true, there's nothing left to dream, and that's a that's a sad that's a sad depressing life for a lot of women, for most women. You know what I'm saying? So so yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, he did. He he was dis he was disrespectful to men. He was disrespectful to men, and I any I don't think any Kevin Samuels uh, fan or supporter can disagree that he was disrespectful to the women. I, like I tell people, I like his message. I didn't like his ridicule. You know what I'm saying? The whole Big Shirley trope, uh, and he would always play the sound effects. Oh, the sound effects would just kill me. <laughs> he would have the slapping sound effect. He would have the Big Shirley sound effect. And then um, he would have the uh, the uh, the roof roof. And then um, what was another one he would do? Uh, and then the, the one I'll make you famous. And then with the little the movie clips he would. Yeah, him and them sound effects, man. He would just kill it. Like it was just, it was just like it was just cringy. Like, <laughs> but um, and then there were moments where he was trying to call a, call a woman out, and it may not have been so warranted. She may have. Hey, if you see something, share something. Don't be afraid. Share this episode. Subscribe, like, and share. Thank you had pure intentions you know what i'm saying and he would be calling her out and i'm just like yo dude let up let up a bit man i mean i know it's entertainment but uh, uh. and then there were other times where these women were like whoo you would <laughs> you would look at the woman and like sis sweetie sweetie really you know what i mean um and then there were times where he would like mute women and just let them ramble and just go off on a rant and i'm like does she know she's muted <laughs> does she know she's muted and like she's still going i'm like wow <laughs> you know um so yeah like like yeah he was disrespectful to women that's that's not to be argued with at all he was very disrespectful um but were there moments where a lot of those women almost needed you almost had to like they had their their glasses were so rose colored and there was so much wool over their eyes that the only way you can bring them into reality of their situation and get them and bring them down to earth was to to really just metaphorically smack them in the face yes yes there were some of those women who were that delusional you know um and i i, I talked about that last i think in the last episode but but yeah, um, the key to listening to someone who is as pragmatic and direct and brash as Kevin Samuels, and sometimes, yeah, like the old me, <laughs> the key to listening to people who are honest, who, who give painful truth, is to chew the meat and spit out the bones. That's what everyone will tell you. I think somebody commented that on, on my... Um, in the comments on my, on my post chew the meat and spit out the bones and that's it doesn't get any more practical than that you know 
You have to you have to get out of your feelings. You have to get out of your feelings and stop hearing what you want to hear and 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 pay attention to what is said. You know what I mean? A lot of I said this in the last episode. If especially and then it's funny, it's so ironic that a lot of the male uh detractors from Kevin Samuel's message are preachers. You I don't think I don't know any preacher who supports Kevin Samuels' message. You know what I'm saying? And it's 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 ironic, but it's not. It, or I should say it's coincidental. Um, simply because everyone knows who are the biggest supporters of the black church. It's the black women. So who is the preacher going to cater to and pander to? The black women. So who is he more likely to be against? Kevin Samuels. <laughs> And it's funny because there's a lot of Christianity rooted and embedded in his message. You know what I'm saying? But ironically, coincidentally, the preachers are against it. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, I think yeah, people have gotten too, too sensitive and far too emotional and sensitive to really take in a message that they need to hear. You know what I mean? And I think now that he's dead... Uh, uh, and he's passed. Rest, rest, rest his soul. I think now people can now the smoke can settle, and people can really the dust can settle, and people can really uh, uh, digest what his message was about. You know what I mean? I think, and and like I said, we're moving into an age where the women are now calling out other women's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So. So yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting time to live in the black community to to see how the black community is going to evolve from the strong independent black woman era of the '90s and the 2000s into this uh, um, you know male awakening era of the 2010s and beyond. You know, I want to see where this goes. Um, but uh but hold on what was my um so so um and then you know uh my takeaway from his message the, i think the biggest for me personally the biggest most poignant uh uh, uh what's the word tenet the biggest most poignant tenet from his message was the acronym s-i-g-n sign language sign language i think that was the biggest thing for me because that was one thing I noticed again and again and again amongst so many women in my life and then just on the internet, it like clockwork. It was just like clockwork. The minute the minute a woman gets in her feelings, shame, insults, guilt, and the need to be right. There was nothing fact-based. There was nothing, <laughs> you know, nothing logical, nothing deductive, but nothing based on deductive reasoning. It was just shame, insult. Like, he just has to be gay. For some of these women who are so hurt and in their feelings, he just has to be gay. He just has to be gay. He just has to be. He, like, a, man, a man can't clean up nice and present himself dapper without being gay. So, the minute he hurts your feelings, he's gay. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, he's dapper, right? Um, shame, insults, guilt, and the need to be right. Countless times, all throughout my life, I've I've always I've always known women to try to say something to get you to feel some kind of way, and then and then a lot of times now like as I've gotten older, 
like when I would see a woman do something like that, or, or say or, or or say something like that on the internet or in person, I'm just like, what was the point of you saying that? <laughs> what was the purpose behind you telling me that? Why, why did you feel? Why do you feel the need to tell me that? You know what I'm saying? And then that just kind of quelches it. I've, I'm telling you, I've learned the uh, counteractions to these insidious, decisive measures, divisive measures. I've learned, I've learned it all throughout my life from dealing with such, and I'm talking about, and when I say in my personal life, I'm not, I'm not just talking about, you know, female coworkers or, you know, women I pass on the street. I'm talking about, you know what I'm saying? Uh, girls I've dated, family members. And when I say family members, <laughs> we could go, we could go there. We could go there if we want to, we can go there if we want to, but but why are you insulting me? Why do you why are you trying to say things to make me to manipulate my emotions? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then why are we going on all day long about the same old thing? Why do you why do you have to have the last word? <laughs> you know, shame, insults, guilt, and the need to be right. I'm I'm fleshing all of this fanhood out of Kevin Kevin Samuels. Like for these I think this is probably my last episode, but like like um but yeah, but when you look, when you juxtapose these two figures, um, and you know, Derek Jackson is you know alive, healthy, and breathing. He's still at it. <laughs> he's, still, he's still doing his thing. Even <laughs> the gall of this man, the gall of this man. But you know, he has he has a family to feed. You know what I'm saying? And he has to buy his wife a new beret, <laughs> so so she can be a warrior for Christ while he's, you know, recording from his car parked outside his side bitch's house. Anyway, um, yeah, you know, but why do men lie to women? Why, like, what incentive do women give men to tell the truth? That should be, that's the million dollar question. Why should I tell you the truth? When, if I tell you the truth, you're gonna get in your feelings, you're, first, you're instinctively, instinctively by habit, by by just just forceful reaction <laughs> going to going to give me shame insult and guilt and the need to be right you know, you know what i'm saying and try to say things to to manipulate me and make me feel some kind of way attack my manhood you know what i'm saying like all of these things like so why should i be honest to you and then why should i be honest with you in getting what i want i said this in previous episodes if men were honest to women they'd be virgins <laughs> they would never get any sex. We almost have to lie to you. But one but on the flip side of that coin, let me let me close with this. I've learned another thing that I've learned in life is that the best relationships that I've had with women were the relationships where I was most honest with the woman. I think any woman who uh who's dated me or dealt with me to some degree they can even even the ones who hate my guts because the relationship didn't pan out the way they wanted it to pan out even though i was probably one of the best boyfriends they've ever had uh let me not digress um i think majority of the women can respect me at the end of the day simply because i was honest with them and I think a woman's respect is the most valuable thing you could ever have. I, I like, I've got, you know, the women who I've, I've craved over and just wanted and crushed on hard, 
a lot of those women in my life, I'm, I'm so not bragging, but I've personally had those women. I've quote unquote had those women, right? But a woman's respect, there's nothing like it. You got people who, you know, they want love. They want to be able to, ah, with a woman, you know what I'm saying? And just cuddle and get that love or, or not just with women, but just with the opposite sex, period. For me personally, I noticed, you know, from all of my experiences, I noticed the one thing that takes my relationship the furthest with a, with a woman is having her respect. That concludes our show. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. And if you appreciate the show, go ahead and show it in Cash App at Dollar Sign Prosperity ULLC. Join our new Patreon to receive free merchandise, books, and consultations from Prosperity ULLC. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Prosperity ULLC and continue to invest in the brand.